Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here, Friday edition. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Streaming live at outkick.com. Coming up, Turf Wars inside Withrow's neighborhood. We have the receipts to go through. through West Side Story is about to happen right. in my neighborhood. We've got details on the matchups across the NFL. And Chad, we're about to do it again. We're about to lead off an hour discussing Colorado football with... Deion Sanders. Before we get to Coach Prime, it's amazing on Fridays to me the level mm-hmm. of aggression uh, from drunk guys as they approach our studio. Yeah. Like, as the week goes on, they get closer and closer. Right now, there's two guys right here in the glass to our studio. And every time I feel like someone works here, because they walk right up to it like they're about to open the door and walk in, on Monday and Tuesday, people are you know, keeping their distance from the door, not not sure what to do. They kind of look in and look away when you make eye contact. And Hutton, by Friday, here at Old Smokey and Yeehaw, I mean, the eye contact is, is severe. They walk right up to that door, and they stare right at me as I'm looking over there at the door at them. At some point, we'll have to turn a camera around to see what I'm seeing the entire time. But I feel like these guys that are just holding two drinks, they're double fisting, are just going to pound right through the glass at some point and what's, come into the studio. What's odd is we... For the longest time, we didn't have a lock on the door, and we had zero issues with that. But now we that we have a lock one, on the door, we had one guy who walked in one time. I remember, but he thought it was the way in or whatever. Here, well, yeah, no, he just thought it was like another part to go. It's like he was asking someone for directions to go somewhere while we were live on air. But we had that one fighter who came in thinking that this is where he weighed in. Remember that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was another time. Boxing matches here. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on a Friday at Sixth and Peabody. That's right. Uh, you can join us with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky But it's, it's amazing to see the level of the, the uh, all the inhibitions kind of go away as the week goes on. And by late Friday afternoon, people are just walking right up to that door. Dion is getting uh, recruits to walk straight to Colorado with him. He do, he's done it again. He's flipped the number one recruit yet again. Uh, Cormani McLean, top corner, headed to Colorado to play for the Hall of Fame corner in Dion Sanders. Chad, the momentum follows him, Sanders. But I am still surprised how often I see the Colorado Buffaloes football program among the top headlines of any sports page you go to. It's already paid off. It's going to be a huge upset if they're not nationally relevant. And I'm not talking about just from getting headlines in the offseason. If they're not really good in the Pac-12 in the next two years. I don't think it's going to happen this year. they got a really tough schedule to start when you look at who they're playing. Starts with TCU. Yeah. That part's going to be tough. Uh, but, I mean, they have USC early. They have um, – Oregon. They, they have tough games early on next year. We have the schedule. I mean, we, uh, TCU, Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska, Colorado State's a rivalry game. Oregon, USC. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough start to their season. But the way they're grabbing headlines because of, of Coach Prime – do we go with Deion Sanders? We, we need to make an editorial decision on this show. Is it Deion or are we going Coach Prime? We can kind of but go that, back and that's forth. That's kind of the point, though, is everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that uh, – so 
Barstool Sports did a show with Travis Hunter. Yeah. And then it was revealed that Dion, who worked with Barstool Sports on a show, that part of the reason he ended up going to Jackson State was an NIL deal with Barstool, Barstool. Sports. And then I noticed someone said, I wonder what Barstool is playing, paying um, this latest player. Oh, this guy. Cormani uh, McLean. To go, and Dave Portnoy immediately replied and just said, no comment <laughs> on what he's paying him to go play for Deion Sanders now. Because we know John Ruiz has one of the most powerful collectives in all of college sports at Miami. So it's not like he wasn't getting paid to go to Miami also. Huge get for Colorado. Huge get for Coach Prime. I mentioned watching him on the Manning cast and being blown away with how great he was with the Manning brothers. But you know what else he's smart about doing on that Manning cast? He's got Colorado stuff everywhere. He's got Prime on the sweatshirt. He's got a Colorado helmet behind him. He's in his office with Colorado Buffalo stuff everywhere. So he's a marketing savant, and that marketing is going to pay off big time for Colorado, and they're going to get some dudes. If they get the right coaches, and I like what they've done with some of their staff and the experience they brought in, this is going to be a program to reckon with very, very soon. You get the right players – and granted, it's nowhere to go but up at Colorado based on just how awful they've been. They're going to start winning some big games in, in Boulder. Well, how good can his son be at quarterback, too? That's the next question. Because he's the guy. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the part about all this that gives me the most pause. I'm not overly impressed with his son as a quarterback, quite frankly. And I watched him at Jackson State some. I know he's a four-star recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to do better. They're going to do better at quarterback at some point. But this not, is not going to be the best talent they no have But no one's overtaking Shador Sanders. No, he's an upgrade from what Colorado had the last few years. I'm not saying he's bad. Right. I'm just and not it was, overly... Wasn't it JT Shroud who was there? He was there, but I think he kind of started some and not all the games. He's transferring out along with almost everyone else on the team once uh, Dion took over. But I think they're, my point is Shador Sanders is fine. They're eventually going to do better at quarterback than... Shador Sanders. That's that's my guess. One of the uh, assistant coaches for Dion, Tim Brewster, in a spat with our guy Danny Cannell, uh, where uh, a viral video of Brewster in the room with uh, his his new team, Colorado, with the the team in the auditorium. If you haven't seen it or heard it, here is uh, Coach Tim Brewster, tight ends coach, with the uh, roster for Colorado. When I say stand tall, okay, I want you bouncing out of your seat and stand tall. When I say stand tall, get your ass up. Stand tall. Sit your ass back down. Stand tall. We come. We come. Raise the goddamn roof. Raise the roof. We come. We come. We come. We come. Uh, if them Colorado buff buses show up, and 60 minutes of hell coming with it. Hmm. 60 minutes of hell coming with it. The time is now, man. The time is now. Sit down. So there's Tim Brewster, and uh, Danny Cannell retweets this and says, if you've ever wondered why college coaches don't work in the NFL, this, in a nutshell, is why. And he's right. I mean, this, this, in a nutshell, is exactly why college coaches that show up in an NFL locker room receive an eye roll and a middle finger on their way out the door 
uh, because they bring this to them. But uh, Brewster responded and said, hey, Danny, I coached five years in the NFL. I'd like to think I was very successful. Just ask Antonio Gates. Yeah, I think Antonio Gates had more to do with Antonio Gates' success than, <laughs> than Tim Brewster did. That's the most intense game of Simon Says I've ever witnessed in my life, yeah. is what he opened with. I, I've played the Simon Says game at basketball camps, and I've seen people who are great at leading Simon Says. To open your introduction to a team with an intense game of Simon Says, because that's, that's what we just witnessed right there was, when I say stand tall, stand tall, now stand tall. It's like, what? It's like, what? I love guys like putting their laptops down and their, their book bags <laughs> to get ready to stand up. Well, I guess I'll stand up. Here's the other thing about that. If that's your introduction to a team, like, there's nowhere to go but down in terms of intensity. So it's just a weird first move. Like, or is there? I would rather come in and you know keep them off guard a little bit because if that is just your baseline, yeah, your I'm going to introduce myself by coming in and being a, a Marine Corps drill sergeant <laughs> and yelling at the top of my lung at the team, then that just numbs you to that. So every time I have an interaction with, with that guy, I'm thinking, oh, this is just what it is, and there's no real response. I, take, I would have a much bigger response to coach comes in, talks to you like a man, and is being respectful, and guy in the back is talking to a buddy or he puts the AirPods in, and coach snaps at that guy. That's the tone setter. Like, that's the one where I'm thinking, oh, man, I thought coach was going to be real nice to us, but he just made an example out of the guy in the back of the room. That's the one that's going to get a bigger response from me is that, okay, that is telling me that if you do what's expected and you pay attention, you listen, coach is going to be fine with you and treat you with respect. But if you don't, then things may go south. Instead of Tim Brewster walking into an auditorium and screaming at everyone and playing Simon Says. I don't know how, like, the, what do you think he would think if he saw this back on a routine basis, right? Like, if, if players want to be coached hard, I don't need the coach acting like the, the I would idiot be fan uh, sitting in section 314. Yeah, I would be embarrassed. But I think anytime, you know, if you look back on a video of yourself getting really upset, it's embarrassing to anyone. I would hope that Tim Brewster's embarrassed, but based on his response to our guy Danny Cannell, I don't think there's a lot of embarrassment. That's just who he is. We find it odd. And I also agree with Danny Cannell that that approach does not work and in that, the NFL. That's what you hear, too, is that you know, you've got the college coaches who come in and try to establish the college atmosphere in an NFL locker room, and they get laughed out of the room. And it just does not go over the same way. Urban Meyer. Urban, but I mean, I think it's a good example of that. But even like even to the small Matt instances, Rule may Matt have been an example of that. Yeah, um, you know Saban to some regard. Yeah, oh Saban, that's a great example because there's plenty of players that played for him that said it's just not going to work you based know, but, on his personality. But there were others, you know, that said that they love playing for him. You know, uh, Jason Taylor, for instance, said he he loved whenever Saban was the head coach in Miami, and I do buy into the camp that says if they land. Drew Brees instead of New Orleans, it's a different story. But, yeah, I mean, by and large, the college coach transition to the NFL, that's the biggest difference is some of them act like – they act more like the fan base instead of the locker room. Yeah, and it's, it's also uh, – this is not to lack discipline. You know, their discipline coaches still work, and yelling at players is something that happens all the time. But those things can work. I think just there are so many things that are just silly now. Yeah. That you can look back. Like, that right there but, is just silly. Well, that's old school, too. There's nothing about I don't, that. Nick Saban having discipline, you know, and, and 
But even Nick Saban, there are the stories you hear about Nick Saban that's like, really, dude? Yeah. Where he's yelling at the janitor, you know, where he's yelling <laughs> at someone just to yell at someone, and you're thinking, that's just not – you could still be Nick Saban and cut out a lot of that. I'm sure Nick Saban's wife probably, Miss Terry, tells him that all the time too. And I'm sure he's gotten better about it over the years. You don't have to be that way all the time. Bobby Knight was a great coach. We can ask Dan Dockage about this. If Dan Dockage is going to be honest with us, I'm sure that he could tell us there were plenty of things that Coach Knight did that was just silly and that was way over the top just for the sake of being over the top, right? I, I, I feel that way when I watch Tim Brewster, that is this really necessary? I am not some powder puff guy that thinks players shouldn't get yelled at or disciplined no. or any of that stuff. I just see that as an introduction and think this is just – it's a waste of time. It's excessive. It's not efficient. I don't understand what point you're trying to prove by coming in and playing insanity, squid game version of Simon Says in front of your team for the first time. Well, especially in an era where you can leave a year later if you don't like it. It's, it's more and more rare that we'll see this. Now, we, uh, we heard Kirby Smart's pregame speech. Which he says was not pregame for that game. It was a, it was a pregame speech, but it was yeah. not for that game. Well, either way, I'm saying that, that style can still work, right? I don't know that he's like that in a negative way. That was more of a pump your team up type for thing. For sure. Um, but <laughs> it, it's, just, it's an interesting question to ponder about where college sports are headed, the mentality of young people of this generation that's playing right now and what styles are going to prove to be most effective in terms of management and leadership with coaches and players. I'll always argue this, though. Athletes and competitors and players, they want to know the score at all times, and they want to know the expectation. And where they stand. Setting standards yeah. and, and setting a time and having someone be somewhere at a certain time, all of those things, that organization is great for young athletes. That's never going to change. So I'm not saying just some setup where the coach is, hey, we're all equal here, and this is a collaboration, and you you tell me how long you want to practice, and you tell me how you want to condition, and we're no, all going to get along and do that. No, guys, even professionals, they, they want to know what the expectations are. They want guys being honest with them, and they want to know the score, for lack of a better term, at all times. And I think that's never going to change in sports. What's the score with the Facebook the, the Facebook page within Chad's neighborhood. You know what, Hutton? Right I now. think what we should do when we come back, yeah. we've printed off some Facebook posts from my neighborhood. I have them right here. I have, I have asked to redact the names and locations to protect the innocent okay. that's involved in this story, although there may not be many innocents in this story of those that are posting <laughs> on it. But either way, I want to be a good neighbor and not use any names. But what we're going to do, Hutton, when we come back, I am going to lay out what happened when I was alerted to this, and we are going to have a bit of a dramatic reading. Haley Karania of OutKick is in studio with us. She will read for the part of aggrieved mom number one, or Karen. Karen number one will be Haley. Okay. Hutton, you're going to have you're going to play the, the other parts of people in the neighborhood. Oh, I have uh, multiple the offended, offended. I think you're going to basically read everything that she's not reading. Okay. As aggrieved mom number one, I'm going to jump in with some bonus material. I, I have it right here. <laughs> Uh, of some peanut gallery people in my neighborhood that, that jumped in. And I think we create our own scorecard. I think we just scored at the end of it who won this debate, what side are we on, are we on anyone's side? i got to tell you, I'm asking myself the question right now whether or not I want to continue living in this neighborhood <laughs> based on what's going no, on right now. I think I, you've already decided. I think, 
I think my vote, early vote, is we're all we're all losers. The fact that we're doing this means Chad has decided if he wants to continue to live in this neighborhood. We're all losers here, and we're all going to have lost for having heard this dispute that happened on the neighborhood Facebook page. But hopefully, we will entertain in the process. Um, is that a good enough description? That's yeah, that's great. And so are some of these posts. We've got them next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. The only thing greater for this next segment would be to actually have these women in studio that we are about to read hey, from. If, the, if these women have a good sense of humor about this, which I'm 50-50 on that being no, the case. They won't. I will happily, have you read this? They I won't. will happily invite them in. And we can settle this score live on Outkick 360. <laughs> By the way, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, Leonard Skinner playing uh -huh. us in from break here. I want to clarify, I do not live in Alabama. I just want that on the record. I'm not going to tell people exactly where I live, but definitely not in the state of Alabama. Just Haley Karenia in studio with us from Outkick. Haley, your thoughts just before we get started on the neighborhood turf war that Withrow's in the middle of. I told Chad this, but I think that he's living the American dream. This is what living in the American suburbs is and should be. This is fighting on Facebook. This is, I mean, I'm living for this right now. I'm kind of jealous. What, I need was, what was your reaction, Haley, when I initially sent you a screenshot of what was going down? I said, I want you to play the role of Karen number one on Outkick 360. I can channel Karen number one. This is like a role that I've been born to play. Um, I'm willing to do it. And now I have a feeling that I should start a Facebook group for my apartment complex so I can just start drama. I already do it in the lobby. I should just do it online. <laughs> you need to get on that. that also, yeah. like the, we're close enough, I think, to, to you where people could just walk over and we could actually settle these scores oh, that 100%. you start. Would you get in there and mix it up <laughs> with them? and get people to fight and then bring them over here and we'll settle it. Call and then we'll have a boxing up. night. You know, here at Six and Peabody, we talked about having the boxing night. So, Hutton, here's what happened. Tuesday night, watching some college basketball. A good buddy of mine that lives in the neighborhood. I'll, I'll name him. I'll, I'll give him his wow. actual first name. My buddy Nick. All right, good Nicholas. dude. Nicholas. Good dude. Uh, married, father of a son uh, <laughs> that plays with my daughter. Uh, good guy. Sends me a text. Now, Nick wakes up at like 4 a.m. to go work out every day. Okay. So he's asleep by about 8 p.m. I mean, dedicated. like he's 95 years old. And I make fun of him for this all the time. But he's very dedicated to that morning workout. So when he sends me a text at 9.25 p.m., I think it was somewhere around then, I'm thinking, this has got to be good. <laughs> the text reads simply, bro, go to the neighborhood Facebook page and thank me later. And I'm thinking, oh, my. So I go to the neighborhood right. Facebook. I have not been in this Facebook group. There's been drama in the past. I have not gone to this neighborhood group Facebook page in months at this point. 
So I go and I read this first post that Haley is about to read for us yes. as Karen number one. And Karen Karenia. Hutton, Hutton <laughs> I, I immediately knew that the 34 replies, we're not going to go through all of them, that were listed underneath it were all going to be solid gold. Here is that post, courtesy okay. of Haley Karenia. Karen Karenia has a nice ring to it. I'm just going to say this, but here's the post. Whoever has the boys on blank lane that are shooting girls in the neighborhood with frozen Orbeez, please talk to your kids. My daughter and her friends came seeking refuge in my backyard from a group of boys shooting them. One was shot in the forehead, <laughs> others the legs and back leaving marks. This is not a joke. Those guns should be used with these guns should not be used without eye protection and not used to attack little girls. If your kid doesn't know how to use safely use these toys, then maybe they shouldn't have them. If my kid comes home with wounds again, I will call the police and have them investigate. Now, wow. ending wounds. a Facebook post with the threat to have the police, quote, investigate, is a strong first punch. Now, there's a counter punch coming from uh, Karen number two is what we'll call uh, the next mom on this list. Now, this was the part I thought about doing this today. I had no idea what Orbeez were, so oh. I was going to go to a store and actually bring in Orbeez mm -hmm. and try to show our audience what they are, much less what frozen Orbeez are. <laughs> frozen um, Orbeez hit harder. Just think of like a little, you know, pellet, for lack of a better yeah. term, right? BB you know, gun. Yeah, like less a, than a BB gun. Yeah. You'd say less than getting hit by a BB gun? I've not been shot by an Orby. I have been shot by a BB. Yeah, and we all have. My guess is because Orbeez exist and BBs don't anymore, it sounds like. All of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s got shot with BBs many yeah. times, but maybe yeah. not I've been Orbeez. shot with a BB gun. How'd it feel? I mean, not great, but like I wouldn't call the police. Okay. <laughs> Haley's like, I'm not nearly as old as you guys, and I got shot by plenty of BB guns. So that was the first so post. So instead of Karen, can I just call this woman Debbie? Sure. Okay. Sure. It's a good Debbie, name. Debbie responds. And at, at first, by the way, Karen Karenia's post was... Strong. It was strong, and when you read through it, you're like, yeah, like I wouldn't want my kid shot either. Like, but Of the, course. The, the last line is you know, laughable, police investigation. So Debbie responds... I'd love to have a conversation with you. Respectfully, our boys should not be doing that without the proper eyewear. However, ask your child about how they asked to be shot. Ask her about screaming as if she was in labor while I was on a work call. Then ask about spitting. Oh, and riding a motorized scooter in our yards with no helmet. Then ride us back, please. <laughs> I accept responsibility for my child's actions, but I don't even know where you guys live or who was to be watching your child. That from Debbie in the neighborhood chat. So we're two posts in, one on each side of this turf war battle in my neighborhood. And I think multiple mistakes have been made in these, <laughs> in these, uh, both these quotes. Hutton, uh, you got into it, right? The first one, let's pr probably say, you know, posting uh, publicly on Facebook instead of just going to the person's house yes. or reaching out to them directly may have not been the right way to go about it. But also ending with the threat of involving the police to investigate the children that was a little strong. It, now, is, I'll say this starts out good. Get that first line again. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Right, respectfully. Respectfully, now, our boys should not be doing that without the proper eyewear. The mistakes probably came when she gets mad at the girls for screaming, quote, like they're in labor and interrupting well, her work call. Oh, yeah. Because her kids are shooting 
these girls with a gun and they're screaming. Ask your child how about dare how they, they asked to be shot. Call. About how they asked to be shot. How dare they interrupt that work call? Now, who's next? Are we going back to Karen Karenia? No, there's no, there's a third character in this Susan. story. Susan. <laughs> We're making these names up, by the way, as we go. These are not real names. Just want to make that clear for everyone in my neighborhood. Susan, who wasn't asked to even get involved in this. Karen, you can call me the street police because that's who I am. I've been here since our street was being built. I guess she's, you know indigenous to this area. By the way, I saw her street being built. My, my house was actually built before her street existed. And I can say that, yes, that they, they were original to the street that was built. We have a bond with the families that only live on our street. <laughs> it's in all caps for some reason. You read it in all caps too, which I appreciate. Secondly, those yellow pyramid signs that you may or may not see that states it's a dead end, we personally brought those to protect every <laughs> child in this neighborhood. So you can thank me for that. I don't attest to the fact, yeah, the boys are guilty and we have re rectified the situation. But I was there today. When one... <laughs> I was there today. When one of the taller girls... More. When one of the taller girls was trying to get another girl from our street to go with them. She doesn't know these girls. And it seems from the previous post that this is considered to be bullied or intimidation. As mentioned, we can have a conversation. That from Susan. Karen escalates the situation <laughs> at this so point, good. and she says to Debbie, I apologize if my kid was riding her Vespa in your yard. <laughs> That's a great starter, right? Like, let's go ahead and put I out love the that apology. Chad lives first. in an area with Vespas. <laughs> <laughs> the kids have the Vespa. I, I live in northern Italy, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You charge your car Can every day. Can kids even ride Vespas? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I park Jeez. my Vespa out here at Six and Peabody every day when I ride in. Chad pulls up on his boat. I just have the just the weakest his horn dock. in the world. <laughs> All through my neighborhood. Sorry, continue. She doesn't know anything about the spitting and says that they were screaming like that because boys were shooting them. Although I'm sorry this interrupted your work call, I don't believe any of this calls for being shot at. I don't understand how we are justifying shooting screaming girls, and it doesn't wasn't just my kid. There are at least four girls that were shot with injuries that didn't ride a Vespa in your yard. I'm glad next time your kids will be wearing eyewear when they shoot each other with a peace sign emoji. <laughs> She's out. May I, may I interject? <laughs> I have bonus material here. That was very well done, Karen. Karen, yeah. Um, <laughs> this comes from just a third, third party person here that's not on the street, I don't believe, but just on the neighborhood Facebook page, lives somewhere in the neighborhood, uh, who responds to the eyewear comment and says, and I quote, I don't have any children, but I am an optometrist. Please, 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 please educate your kids on safety when it comes to the eyes. I have seen far too many examples of kids who have been shot by BB guns, Nerf guns, etc. It's not something you want to take a chance with, especially with someone else's eyes. Also, Orbeez, water beads are super dangerous, life-threatening if ingested. So please watch them around young children who may put things in their mouth. Again, I'm not a parent yet. But I'd hate to see anything happen to any of the kiddos in our neighborhood. I mean, actually, some helpful information she there the from, sure. about from a professional, as well, yeah, from a, from a from an optometrist, non-parent, but optometrist weighing in. It's life that. or death no. in Chad's neighborhood. It so, really is. Um, those are the posts, right? We can now react to this situation. I'd love to get both of your opinions. Well, how is this ended? On uh, well, so it went on 34 posts 
and they went back and forth. People would reply. I mean, I went in depth where I'd read replies to the reply. Oh yeah, you know, from the people involved. Yeah, and the person who runs the entire Facebook page basically came in and said, "I'm going to take this offline now and let you guys, <laughs> you know, handle this." I mean, I'll raise my hand and say a couple things. One, of course, little boys should not be shooting frozen Orbeez at girls <laughs> who are passing on the street, right? I totally understand the anger from a mom if her daughter comes home crying with welts on her body wounds. from getting shot by something. Civil War wounds. Now, again, you know, to, to each their own, we would not have had this great entertainment had it not been posted on, on Facebook, <laughs> right, for the entire neighborhood to see and now for our entire audience to see. But I probably would have walked up to the house and talked to the kids and the parents and just said, hey, let's not shoot other kids with this gun. Definitely. If you guys are playing with it and handle it that way. Because it does sound, Hutton, like the the lady who responded that was in charge of the boys that were shooting the girls. Debbie. She would have been <laughs> understandable, right, with that whole situation. And probably would have agreed with well, the mom. Debbie, Debbie knows her own how these girls asked to be shot. Yeah, but Debbie like, was on a work I mean, call. These girls asked for Debbie was on a work call, and she had no idea what her boys were doing. Well, then So it became, how did she know that the girls were asking for it? So <laughs> ask, a, ask how they <laughs> wanted to be shot. Before you guys truly weigh in on this, I mean, where this led to was, like, side allegations against both. Like, some people would chime in and say, I've had issues with those boys. One guy, I think I may have it here in my bonus content. Um, oh, here it is, yeah. This is from a gentleman in the neighborhood. Says, hi, all. I live on the street and was outside when part of this was happening. My wife got hit with a pellet herself by accident. I spoke to some of the boys and told them not to shoot other people and how someone could lose an eye by accident. The optometrist approves of that. (laughs) We'll make sure parents are aware and kids learn from this. I would also ask that the parents of the kids who drive the motorized moped in the hood would ask their kids not to drive them. Through neighbors' yards. We're in the streets. We're Anderson in the hood. Cooper's going to show up. Live. So th- that's just a good example. Pellets of, flying uh, everywhere. People would chime in on either side, right? I saw the kid shooting. That's wrong. <laughs> Spoke to them. Saw what they're talking about. And then someone else would then say, "I've been uh, bothered by the girls riding through the neighborhood or through our our yards." Also, kind of you know going into either so, corner. If I may, absolutely, you may. Was a Withrow involved in this at all? So. The, there's a young Withrow that was up the street. Okay. But we believe, we asked her, we had no idea. She said nothing about it. She just came home. She was playing with four or five girls. I don't believe it was these girls. It wasn't and the she tall came one. home and she just said, well, parents came out and they all went home, so I just came home too. And she's like a house behind us, two yeah. houses behind us, so close. Um, she had no knowledge of this. So that's all we can say is. Or did she not want to get in trouble? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't think. I don't she's, know. she's not a very good liar yet. I'm sure she'll probably develop that in her teenage years. But she's not a good liar yet. So I don't think she was lying to us. She had no idea. We asked I, if anything was going on with parents or someone getting shot with something. And she had no clue what we were talking about. So she got out before the, she's the, also the some, real battle like, started. I don't view. I, I don't. Based on how tough I know she is, I don't think she would complain about being shot with this. Oh, no. I, I joked that she probably would have been firing both pellet guns in the air yes. as she comes home a conquering hero after yes. taking it from the boys. Yes. Would probably would have been what happened. But um, nonetheless, she was not a part of it. 
So your thoughts on who's right, who's wrong, are we all wrong here, and how do we settle this dispute? Haley, your thoughts. I absolutely think that everyone in this situation is a loser, like Chad said in the beginning. Um, I think this should be handled in person, not on Facebook. But I also grew up in a tough love household. So if I came home with, you know, Orbeez shot in my leg or something, my mom would have been like, well, you should have been home studying. So if you're not home studying and you get shot with something, get off the streets. But that's just me. So this makes me feel like, Chad, you're you're actually in the right neighborhood to raise your children. <laughs> um, because developing character. I don't I don't read a bunch of betas in this. That's right? a good point. That is and a good this, point. This is a sign that you're in the right spot because of the alphas that are ingrained into this neighborhood, right? Maybe the top alpha being the third-party person who designated themselves as the police of the street. I am the the cop on the street. They're not playing these, you know, games, right? They're not inside. They're outside shooting these Orbeez. It's a very good uh, kid group about being outside and playing in our neighborhood, yes. Um, Which I appreciate, too. I miss the stories of, you know, I mean, we would have, growing up, I'm sure you did, Roman Candle Wars. Oh, yeah. Welts for days. Did you come home and complain about it? No, but I did recommend how I wanted to be shot. So what I, is I, a Roman candle? What? Uh, Roman candle wars. Where you, you, This is another sign that it's a different generation <laughs> we're dealing with here. With I used Haley. to play Manhunt. So I, did I, you ever have bottle rockets? Like throw bottle rockets at people? No. Yeah, this is probably more of a light, southern light thing. Light a <laughs> bottle rocket and you point it and shoot it? We would uh, take PVC pipe and shave it off and make little guns. We'd yeah, put like duct tape around gun? the bottom. And we drop bottle rockets into the PVC pipe yeah. and use it as a weapon now, and fire bottle rockets at people. For those listening, we I do not recommend this, right? No, like no. it's going to say no, on the, the packaging. In fact, but, the optometrist is probably about to right. uh, call into the show right now and tell us why we shouldn't. But be the doing Roman candle, like uh, she'd be Fourth right. of July, the Roman candles that shoot off like eight at a time, you can like hold it and point it, and it'll just you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the smartest thing. We wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, but I'm alive. My, yeah, if my kids were doing that, I'd be upset. Right? I mean, I if these are things that I would tell them not to do it. I think it builds character. I think it's a teaching moment. Like, hey, don't shoot people. Be safe about it. But I think that we should let this go. I also think I have to feel like this was something maybe that was brewing, that was building up for a little while, to like take it to the level of public shame. You know, that I'm going to go and let everyone in this neighborhood know exactly what's happened. And I want that person to be shamed instead of just going to the person that maybe this was something building for a while. Here's the next phase, the next staircase. Step up. What happens to you now in this neighborhood, Chad? That's a great question. I've actually received a text from uh, a mom in my neighborhood. I've not read it yet. Was it maybe, Karen if or it's Debbie? Good, no, I think you need good, to read it. It's someone who's very close with two uh, of the Karens. Picture a beer that your involved. name is already mentioned in the Facebook group right now. I think if, if this person is texting me already... I'll read it during the break and decide whether or not it's uh, <laughs> it's okay. I, I can actually read it on air. I might, um, but I, I, I think that half half the people will have a sense of humor and find it funny. There's probably going to be one or two people that take some sort of offense to it. To which I say, don't post your stuff on Facebook pages. I don't care if it's a group page or whatever. Just go to the person, and then if they offend me enough, I'll just use their name. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would never do that. I'm always a good neighbor to everyone around, so I don't think they'll have a big issue with it. Chad's going to have Karen, Debbie, and Susan knocking on his door 
at like whatever time you get home tonight. We also are planning on building a different house in a different spot, and I think this will expedite that process. So I'm trying to get the misses to get going quicker on let's go. Let's let's get out. And I think this might help it. Stop living in Kosovo. Yeah, and if, move our, to... if our children are getting shamed, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it's they're getting spat at every time they walk down the street, that'll Ask probably about help. The spinning. Going go quicker. Yeah. It's very close proximity. I say all this, then something's going to happen to one of my kids. I'm just going to go immediately to the Facebook page. <laughs> post <laughs> To the parents that live on this street, launch I have a, a message for you. You can launch a 360 investigation. I'll stalk all these people on Facebook. I, there may be some follow-up here. Look, I, I think there's also a chance that someone's going to want, maybe we'll have to blur their face out and change their voice or something, but may want to come in and, and Chad, discuss. I, I'm just telling you that I... I respect your neighborhood more now. I don't see a bunch of Greg Wyshynskis living with you here. No, 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 no. This is not an EJ Raddick, right. Greg Wyshynski type neighborhood. Now, in terms of like keyboard warrior stuff, oh, you got a little bit of that fine. like you do with those guys. But I'm honestly surprised, um, not knowing closely or anything, but knowing some of the people involved, that they didn't just march up and have a conversation right away. Right up on their Vespas. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the thought of a bunch of neighborhood girls riding up on Vespas, all on matching Vespas to fight, <laughs> you know, just one after the other in a line to the house, it's pretty funny. Haley, thank you as always. Of course. We couldn't have done this without you. Thanks for your contribution. <laughs> Karen Karenia. Uh, maybe the role continues because the Facebook group's not going away anytime soon. I hope someone just posts the entire video of this. on the, that Just no comment onto yeah. the Facebook page. Just here it is. Here it is discussed for everyone to see. Have your guy do it. I, I, I do want to follow up, though, and see how this was resolved. Like I, I hope that with all of this, if someone catches wind of what's going on here in my neighborhood, that it leads to them telling me this is how it had actually resolved in a peaceful way. I hope I can report that. If, if I can't report that, it's not going to be good for the neighborhood or me, but... It's going to be great for this show. It will be. It's going to be great for this show. Coming up, the storyline we are talking about on Monday. We've got it for you next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Divisional round kicking off tomorrow. Chad, how much would you guess each player, each player's paid the same, by the way, in the postseason, each player makes for performing in the divisional round? It's not as much as you, I don't as you think. I don't know. I'm not going to have a guess. I don't want to say a guess because I'll sound stupid. How so much? The most that a player can make is $319,000 if you play the entire, all the way through the Super Bowl. 
individual. So this week it's worth forty six thousand five hundred. That's what you're making. Not bad. Not bad for a day's work. Brock Purdy, his base salary is seven hundred eighty two thousand dollars this year. Dak Prescott, eighteen point four million. And they both the get to play matchup. on the same field for $46,500. And that pay does not matter for this one I'm always game. fascinated by the CBA that and how crazy. this works uh, for, for both. Um, so, matchups coming up. The, the storyline we are talking about on Monday. For me, you know where I'm going with Cincinnati and Buffalo. All the talk is about Josh Allen and how they are on their path to winning Super Bowl 57. Buffalo's been that team prior to week one. The team we have overlooked the most is Cincinnati because the discussion has been about the Rams and how they fell off a cliff from their Super Bowl win. And Joe Burrow, to me, is the storyline on Monday because he's about to do... He's about to run it back and do it again where he's back in the AFC Championship game, back against Patrick Mahomes, and the betting public's going to back him where right now everyone's backing Josh Allen. I think Burrow's the topic on Monday. So I'm going to go – I'm just going to go ahead and do it and because I already bet on it. I think the Giants are going to go to Philly and win. Mm. I think every year there's seemingly there's a number one seed who goes down in the divisional Both did round. last week – or last year. Yep, and I think that this year – yeah, it was the Packers and the Titans a year ago. I think this year it's going to be one number one seed going down. It ain't going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I think the Giants are not going to get beaten three times in one year – they're playing well. They're going to go to Philly and pull off the outright upset, and the Eagles will be one and done, and that's going to be the big talking point come Monday. I, I don't. I like your bet, Hutton, on, on Cincinnati. Um, I'm rooting like heck for the Bills, yeah, given it, everything that place yeah. has gone through this year. So I hope that doesn't happen. I could see it happening. But I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. I've been going back and forth in this game all week. Giants get it done and win on the road and beat, beat Philly and knock them out. So – it's easy to find the, the reports on social uh, media and, and uh, you can see multiple outlets with the reaction from the Jets locker room when Zach Wilson was benched. And Dove Kleiman, you can read it out, Kick, report, after the 10-3 loss to the Patriots midseason, the Jets locker room, quote, rejoiced that the team decided to bench quarterback Zach Wilson in favor of journeyman Mike White. When Wilson replaced White weeks later, multiple teammates, quote, openly grumbled in meetings. And all of this is coming through Zach Blatt. Well, an update to this story. Zach Wilson was, quote, and this is through Jordan Schultz, late to meetings, screwing around at meetings, and not having the right attitude. Quote, there will be a mutiny if Zach Wilson was QB1 again. It's not going to happen. That from our, our guy Jordan Schultz from the score on with Pat McAfee. There will be mutiny if Zach Wilson is QB1 again. That means Zach Wilson's not going to be QB1, QB2, QB3, or 4 for the New York Jets for much longer. I'm, I'm just shocked at the level of disaster Zach Wilson has what, been. What could we you... saw it on the field, but this surprises me. Showing up late to meetings, goofing yeah, off that in meetings. Sound... Boy, that sounds awful for him. Uh, who yeah, knew but that it was doesn't this bad? sound like Robert Sala. Like it, you could say whatever you want about Zach Wilson, that doesn't sound like Robert Sala to me, and the vibe he portrays. No, it doesn't. Um, but to throw out something, and we have Jordan Schultz on this show all the time too, to say mutiny would happen if he was yeah. back, 
But if you like, if I said Cliff Kingsbury, like, you know, this was quarterbacks are showing up late with Cliff. Okay, but not with Robert Sala. I just don't. I don't see show, routinely late to me. That's just kind of a a basic well, answer it's very, to explain it's, why the guy's not. It's liked. also very vague in saying showing up late to meetings. Maybe he was late to one meeting. Maybe. maybe. Maybe goofed off in three or four more. Who knows? But that's not good. Chad, the reaction from the neighborhood. Well, I've heard from one mom in the neighborhood who I'm friends with who uh, is not angry oh, good. with me at all. But I will say this. Uh, I was sent a video of a ring uh, camera of the incident in question, and it, it sounds horrific. Uh, it sounds like I live in Kosovo, yeah. circa mid-'90s. It, it's awful. Um, so I kind of changed my opinion of this and think – Anyone who defends the boys in this deal should not have defended the boys. Well, it's not how it and sounds. And now I can it's almost understand. Now I can understand uh, the mom immediately taking this public and going to the Facebook page with it a lot more than I did before. It's crazy. You guys heard it. Like it sounds like what's well, it's an automatic, automatic weapons. It's, a, it's an that air are being discharged. Yeah, it's crazy. And then just the screams of young girls. <laughs> As the, the weapons are going off, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I were having a business meeting, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. Now, again, I know what my reaction would have been. <laughs> and if my daughter ran home crying with Welt saying that, I'm, first off, I am walking up there and putting the fear of God in the children that are involved. I'm probably ripping guns from their hands, throwing them, and then I'm saying something to the parents on top of that. But first step would be make the children fear you. That's what I would have gone about. You've heard about Big Bad Chad in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I'm willing to bet some of these boys that were the perpetrators were a part of that little gang that I used to play football <laughs> with back in the day. And own. They'll learn. Real quick. They'll learn one way or another. Josh Allen, turnover prone, and then he wasn't whenever Brian Dayball was the OC, coached it out of him. MVP-like season in 2021. Daniel Jones, NFL leading 65 picks prior to 2022. Now... Allen leads the NFL in turnovers. Jones has just five interceptions. Will that play a factor this weekend? We'll react to it on Monday for Outkick 360.